Mutation. It is the key to our evolution. It has enabled us to evolve from a single-celled organism into the dominant species on the planet. This process is slow, normally taking thousands and thousands of years. But every few hundred millennia, evolution leaps forward. You know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? The same thing happens to everything else. What do they call you? Wheels? You know this plastic prison of theirs won't hold me forever. The war is still coming, Charles, and I intend to fight it. And I will always be there. Old friend. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues. We are here to take you back to the year 2000. The year I was born, actually. Me, Ben Rayside. Me, Ethan Wensloff. And me, Micah Hett. How we doing today, boys? Doing, doing good. Yeah. yeah. Ready Set. to talk about X-Men right here. We got our new room here, and we're pretty excited because we're thinking we're thinking about changing some things up. So we're, uh, we're not... And, and, and in person. And yeah. in person. So very, very good. But yes, like I said, we're going back to the year 2000. We've had Howard the Duck in 1986. We've had Blade in 1998. And now Marvel is truly upping their game and going full, hey, this is Marvel with X-Men. The animated series in the 90s has been extremely popular. And now they're going to uh, feature film. And, um, well, let's just get right into it, boys. Micah, I think you're overly positive just from what I've thought, but... What did you think of X-Men? I, uh, man, I think this is one of the best, um, big, it's, it's the Avengers before the Avengers, in my opinion. Uh, it's a bunch of great characters coming together. All right, there are a couple, couple that aren't, we'll get into it, we'll get into it. <laughs> uh, it's a bunch of characters with tons of lore, you can tell they did their research, you can tell that there's a lot of, uh, deep, uh, character development throughout this movie, and, um, I, I really enjoyed this as a, a first X-Men movie. Ethan. I agree with a lot of what Micah said, except the uh, the character development. He said there's a lot of deep character development. I kind of uh, disagree. Roots, Roots Planet. Roots, Roots Planet. Planet. Roots okay, Planet. Yes. But other than that, he's right. It's it's a great movie, and it really takes you back, back to just the old days when uh, Marvel was so simple. Well, it was certainly simple. I will agree with you on that. I... Can't say I was a fan of this movie. Mm. I have seen this movie maybe twice in the past, but it's been a long, long time. And, I mean, I don't know how long it's been for you guys, but maybe it's just... Maybe we're right off a of blade. Maybe I've been used to all the Marvel movies so far, but I just... this There was something about this movie that felt off. The musical score was barely present at all in this movie i couldn't hum anything i mean and let me get this straight the x-men theme that they introduce in x2 is beautiful it's not present in this one and there are a lot of scenes in this film that are just quiet you know like action scenes are going that, on yeah. and there is no music and i'll agree with the character development as well there's you're given some for logan you're given some between charles xavier and especially magneto i mean right off the start He's, I mean, it's Nazi Germany, Holocaust. I mean, that's, you're, it's a dark way to start an X-Men comic book movie, for real sure. Real life doesn't really get much darker than that. So. No, and, but I think to have this sympathetic villain 
you need a scene that starts him off like that. I think that was how it was in the comics, but not until recently, as of 2000, I guess. But I don't know, man. It did not hit me as well. There's a lot of cheese in this movie, and I don't think the cheese works for this. And maybe I'm just used to seeing better X-Men films, but this... I don't know. This didn't do it for me, guys. I gotta disagree <laughs> with the cheese, though. I didn't think there was. Uh, I thought that the only cheese was with Rogue, really, in my opinion. Everything else, I thought that Hugh Jackson's performance was stellar. Ian and and uh, uh, Patrick, they had. Uh, it feels weird calling him Patrick. Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. <laughs> we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get their full name. Uh, yeah, Magneto and uh, Professor X. They were fantastic. I love how uh, the when they wrote the script, it feels like. The, they were writing as if the audience wasn't stupid. Yep. That that's what I loved about this movie was the jokes weren't childish. They like you know modern Marvel movies they'll be like oh how oh, that's true whatever right. fart jokes or I, I know that's not like fart joke but that same level you right. know what I mean right where they have kids in mind oh okay kids are gonna be watching this movie and we gotta appeal to them too this one it feels like they were taking the X Men series more towards the upper high school college age group and then also you can see some adults liking it too. And I'm with you. Like, you do have your standout performances. Like, Magneto, Charles Xavier, and Wolverine. I think those three stand out. Other than that, I don't... Like, everyone else is just kind of like... There's a lot of people in this movie. And I think mm -hmm. at this time, Brian Singer, who directed this film, just doesn't know how to handle everyone. And everyone kind of just gets shafted <clears throat> for these three in particular. And even Magneto, like, he doesn't get that much like to do and his motivations are a little bit unclear throughout the film and Xavier is sidelined like he he puts on Cerebro and then he's he's gone mm -hmm. for like the rest of the film until the end so it's basically I mean Cyclops there's what's his trait he hates Wolverine that's the only thing I got from him Jean Grey she likes Wolverine that's that's it and mm -hmm. she kind of has Magneto uh, Charles Xavier's powers, but everyone else is just, they feel very one note. That's what I got from this movie. And just watching it, the scenes, and especially the, the final battle on uh, Liberty Island, I guess, on the Statue of Liberty, it's not that great. I don't know. It's just, maybe it's just age, and maybe this was huge at the time. No, it was huge at the time. It definitely was. But now that I've, maybe it's because I've just seen a lot better films, but this 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 definitely goes down for me. No, I, I don't know. I agree with both of you a little bit, but like, like what Micah said, this movie doesn't hold your hand. It doesn't, uh, oh, have to baby step you into this. No, you're thrown into this world. You get that opening scene, which I think is awesome, with Jean Grey in the, the courtroom or whatever you want to call it, the conference room. or that. I think that scene is awesome. It gets you introduced to this world right away and uh, just introduce you to the idea of mutants, what the world thinks of it. And, uh, yeah, I love everything with that. And I really do think your points make sense about this. But when I watch this movie, I view it more as a, a TV pilot. To me, this works so well as a pilot to a show, but not necessarily as a movie. But for that aspect, I really do love it. A pilot where you only care about three of the characters? No, like... That's my thing. That, I, only, I only cared about three of them watching it you know and there's a lot of people to care about yeah so a lot of people would compare this movie to eternals because eternals introduces so many characters to you that's true you're not really sure what uh 
you're supposed to like, but you're a fan of Eternal. So what what separates the two? I think it, it doesn't really delve into uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey and, and Rogue as much and Storm because there's this huge catalog of TV shows that just came out before it. So people are going on this. They know X-Men. Mm, they, know, they know these people. And, and what characters that are, do they really want to focus on on screen for the first time ever? They want to focus on Magneto. They want to focus on Charles. They want to focus on Logan. And anything else is a bonus for them, really. But I think, and this is kind of getting, like, spoilers for future movies, but I think they don't really fix that at all Yeah. going forward. For X2 and X3, like, Cyclops, this is who Cyclops is for the next three films. So we're talking about just this film, though. Mm -hmm. And just for this movie, it just didn't really work for me. But let's see what people thought back in the day. Yeah. Going back to 2000, I've got a review here. This is a one-star review. We're doing the 1, 5, and 10. The film comic book fans have been waiting years to hate. Decap filmmaking. I'm getting very tired of hearing how risky it is to make a comic book, a costume hero film, and how they had to play it safe to guarantee box office and sequels. Question, why would I want to see a sequel of this? I'd just as well play a, vi a game of the film over and over and over. And compare with the gorgeously stylish... And Daring Batman, which came out in 1989, which spawned a series of increasingly mundane and lackluster sequels. When we're all heartily sick of the whole X-Men franchise, we won't even be able to look back and lament over how good it used to be. So, I mean, that's one star right there. Five star? He says the movie's well-intentioned. X-Men does have its own integrity as Brian Singer film, showing cont continuity with the usual suspects. Bleak subversion of a popular genre... The vision of an American tainted by the decadence of your... And that's that's something that is really handled well, I think. The whole thing of how mutants are this separate group of society and there's true... What's the, what's the word for it? Prejudice against them. Yeah. Like, that theme, though, if that was what they were going for, then they totally hit that... That is a very real... Like, you can see that happening in real life. You see it with um, with people that are... Uh, prejudiced against today, like there are both sides, and they're very firm on their beliefs, and not not like I'm not going to get political, but yeah, there are there are people like that in the world, Absolutely. and, and uh, with Congress and stuff like that. There, are, I can totally see this plot happening if mutants were to pop up in the real world. Well, don't they start off? They start off the film in a conference room, yeah. or yeah, they, well, they it's, compare it's, it's it to Nazi Germany, and then they go to the whole thing with Senator Kelly and talking to. Uh, Gene Gray, Gray. Yeah. yeah, and their whole thing is like, "Hey, mutants aren't dangerous." Well, yeah, they like compare it to gun control. I think is is the one they bring yes. up. They're like, "Hey, guns. Uh, we need to control guns and something about." Oh, yeah, we we control guns. We give license for guns, but license for living. I think that was the quote, something like that. Mm. So uh, the the whole theme here is: should they control uh, these mutants' right to live and be who they are? I think he totally hit that nail on yeah. the head. I think I, I was just looking for more character in everyone because that's what it is. That's got to be what it is. I'm used to Avengers. You have five movies before it building up these characters and then you get the movie and you don't really have to do that. You can just do whatever you want. But also like it's an hour and 40 minutes the movie is. It's short. It's, a, it's the shortest movie that, we've seen. That I goes think. into why I compare this to a TV pilot because – it just, the runtime and everything about it just feels that way to me. 
Mm. It did feel like a, a. It definitely set it itself up for many movies in the I mean, future yeah, you to have, flesh out these characters and really make this world yeah. huge. And that's what I. That's what I really like about the. I, I said it earlier with planting roots um, for for all these characters. They they sure they make bigger roots for for some like Charles Logan and and um, Magneto. And then uh, they do just little little snippets for for Jean Grey, Scott, and um, Storm. So, but yeah, like Ben said, uh, they don't really come back to these. But we'll we'll talk about those in future movies. Right. But for this movie, I think they do a great job for what the for what it is. Well, this guy agrees with you. He's got a ten out of ten. Yeah. He says one word: awesome. <laughs> this movie is so great. I used to watch the cartoon of X Men, and I didn't know how the movie would turn out at first. I didn't know what to expect, but later on in the movie, it got really, really good. The FX in the movie is really cool. The acting was excellent, and the plot was really excellent. I recommend this movie to anyone who likes the X Men cartoon or comics, or to anyone who likes a good action movie. So I guess. It totally appealed to that fan base. If you were going in off of the X-Men animated series, mm -hmm. which I don't... Have you seen that? A, a little bit. I, I watched a couple episodes growing up. But. <laughs> I did the same. I, that was never really a show that I... I mean, I think that was before my time. It totally was. Like, I grew up on Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and Ultimate Spider-Man. Those were my Marvel shows growing up. But, I mean, if you grew up with X-Men the animated series then you totally were into this film, I guess. And it's got, what, an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes and an 85% or is it 86% audience score? Like, it's it's totally even. Everyone thinks this is a good movie. I just, maybe it's just not good with age and maybe I'm just used to better superhero storytelling. But I think, mm -hmm. I don't know. But anyway, I how did we feel? Uh, let's start with, I guess, Wolverine. Because this is the start of one of the greatest actor to superhero performances. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is probably like top five best comic book casting and oh yeah most iconic. Like you, yeah, have, you think of X-Men, you think of Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Exactly. Before you think of even Wolverine. <laughs> and he has like I actually I'm not gonna lie, I have a soft spot for every one of his movies. Mm -hmm. Even his origins film. Like, I, I kind of like that yeah. movie. I'm not going to lie. I'm excited for it. I am excited for that movie, definitely. But this is the start, man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he wasn't supposed to play Wolverine. I'm pretty sure they had another actor, and I'm blanking on the name right now. I've heard that too. But he was not supposed to play it, and I think he kept asking again and again and again. And I think whoever it was who was supposed to play him got injured. If you could look that up real quick. Yeah. And then he finally got the role and lobbied for it. And an interesting bit of trivia here. Every morning before playing the role, he would take an ice-cold shower before this film. And I think he continued it on through everyone yeah. because it made him so angry and gruff and short with people. And that's how Logan is supposed to, <laughs> yeah. is supposed to be. And so it wasn't originally supposed to happen that way, but he took a shower and it was cold. And he was like, all right, wait, you know what? This works. So... After that, I mean, that's why we get the beautiful portrayal that is so evident in how many movies? Like, what, 12 of his movies that he's in? I don't think he's in nearly 12, but he's in a good amount of them. He's in almost every one of yeah, them, I'm pretty uh, sure. He was well, movies, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, even Apocalypse, he has that little cameo. Mm -hmm. I know First Class, he has the... He's not in yeah, one of the flashback ones um, where they go into the... Uh, 
James Dark, He's not Phoenix. in Dark Phoenix. That's the one he's Yeah, he's in. not in Dark Phoenix, and that's one of the lower-rated ones, too. Hugh, Hugh Jackman makes the movie for me. But Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think going to that, your point there, Micah, is just Hugh Jackman. I think that's why I love this movie so much, is because the three big characters, Hugh Jackman, Ian McKellen, and Patrick Stewart, I love those three yeah. in those roles, and they just elevate this movie so much. Now, I do think that Rogue as a character and focusing on her is... A pretty bad choice. Mm-hmm. I don't think 100%. Anna Paquin, if that's her name, how you pronounce it, I don't think she plays a role too well. No. And I don't really like the focus on her. I And I know, especially after I recently read the Secret Wars comic, Rogue is very cool in there. Flying around, she has all kinds of cool powers. Yeah. Very, I think, even in the comic, she steals Captain Marvel's powers. Yes. And she has all those abilities, which is like, Really disappointing seeing yeah. this movie and seeing her character in here because she really is a big letdown and the actor doesn't perform too well either. She, I think, is the weakest part of this whole movie. She starts off, if you, did you guys notice at the beginning, she had this awful accent, like a yeah. uh, just a bad version of a southern drawl. Yes, and then I, I, I was paying attention to it. I was like, where did her accent go? It goes away. It disappears. Same thing right with when, yeah. Storm. Yeah. Her accent goes away too, especially <laughs> in the later movies. I don't know. I mean, maybe they just didn't want to do that, but I mean we're critiquing that. I mean it didn't sound it. good, but no. I'm I'm glad yeah, that it goes away. Track <laughs> accents and put that into our rating. I mean, you gotta bring up uh, Elizabeth Olsen and her accent. Oh, that is probably yeah. the most drastic accent change I've ever well, they even go back to it in sorry, it's a side note, but in WandaVision. She totally is American, and then whenever she's outside of the hex, she is Sokovian or yeah, whatever. They kind of make it part of her character. They kind of do, but then it, there's like in Avengers, she doesn't have it at all, mm-hmm. and it's 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 totally, yeah, you're right. That's a legitimate criticism, but I think it the criticism comes more of Rogue as a character and choosing to focus on her and not really her accent. I think her accent just adds to it being mm. a criticism. Yes, yeah, because. But I like how she meets Logan because he's in this fighting ring in Canada, which is perfect. Perfect. I read his I read his Origins comic, which came out I don't know how long ago, but his story is so interesting. I would I would have liked to have been a person who would have seen this movie and didn't know anything about the comics. Even during this movie came out, like we didn't know Logan's origins, and you get those little scenes throughout the movie sprinkled in, like. When Gene touches his face, and you gotta get those flashbacks of him, like in the in the like bath tub or whatever it is, and you're just like, all right, well, I really want to know where this guy comes from. Yeah, he's the most interesting character without a doubt. Logan, played by Hugh Jackman, is he is just the best man. And if if he shows up in anything, for me, it's gonna be bigger than Tobey Maguire because I didn't grow up with Tobey Maguire. I grew up with Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I grew up with both, so I'm equally oh, equally excited. Yeah, it's gonna hit you perfectly. Uh, then one thing I will say about Rogue though is I do like the scene she does have with Hugh Jackman. The I, I like the connection those two have, where uh, especially on the train. Okay, um, I can see that right before they leave. You know, there's the the Hugh Jackman and. Uh, I forget her, her her name, but Rogue and, and Wolverine are having this conversation, and and he's like, "Yeah, what? Do, why don't we give these these nerds another chance?" <laughs> yeah, let's give these nerds. No, another I, chance. I like their dynamic because they're both brought into. Yeah, they're school. both on the fence about Professor yeah. X and the whole uh, school of of uh, whatever it is, gifted students, gifted people. And yeah, when I've watched this movie before, I've always 
uh, saw their relationship as like a big brother, little sister. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. But this this rewatch, I'm like, am I supposed to think they're like romantic? I didn't think that I at all. I thought, but like were... at the end when uh, he hands hands her the dog chain that says Wolverine on it, his dog tag. I'm like, I never thought this before. But I'm like, are, am I supposed to think that they're like? Well, and she does get in bed with him halfway through this film, and it's not—it's not, it's not, not she does it. It's not because it's a sexual that. thing, but it is a hey, what's going on with him? I'm totally concerned for you. Why is he doing this? And like, she puts his hand, her hands up to his head. I don't like. I'm—I can see it. It's totally not a like a romantic. Yeah, it thing. wasn't intentional. No, but that's, no, yeah, that's just what happens. Uh, I I guess their chemistry on screen was just that. <laughs> that good. Dude, their acting was just too good. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, let's talk about Ian McKellen's Magneto. How do we feel about him? Because it's mixed, man. A little bit of trivia, though. I was totally wondering about how he got into this role. Because this is right along the time where he was recording and producing Lord. for Lord of the Rings. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like, how did he do this and also that? Because he has a pretty major role in both of them. They shifted around the whole production schedule of X-Men so he could go do that film. So he did all of his scenes first, they recorded it, and then they proceeded with the movie so he'd go off and film in New Zealand for this. I thought they uh, recorded everything before uh, Fellowship came out. I thought it was back to back to back. Before they did – this X-Men was first and then they did – like before uh, production of any of the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, okay. He did X-Men first and then he did all of the Lord of the Rings films. Gotcha. Then he went to X2. But in this movie, I can't say I'm the biggest fan. And also, casting him as a villain, this really old dude as the villain. I know he's powerful. I know he's got his magnetic powers and everything. But he's not as intimidating as I think the Magneto is in the comics that I've read. Mm. And I haven't read a lot of comics. Mm. But in the comics that I did read, he is... Younger with white hair in his 50s. Ian McKellen, I think in everything I've seen him in, just always looked like he's at least 80 years old. (laughs) He's just an old-looking dude. No disrespect to the guy. He's one of the greatest actors of all time. But he doesn't sell Magneto for me as an intimidating villain. Okay. I don't know. That's just me. I really like him in the role, and I do find him so intimidating, especially in the train uh, station sequence when he has all the guns pointed at all the police officers. He's flipping cars. Like, he's not one of those villains who needs to get up and, like, get in fist fights with guys. No, he because he's got uh, the power to control metal. He can just be sitting in a chair and be intimidating to me. When he takes control of Wolverine, which we consider to be, yeah. like, one of the most uh, crazy and strong X-Men... And when he can just take control of him, I think that is so menacing. Yeah, I wrote that down here. Magneto is the perfect villain to Wolverine because he can't do anything to him. I mean, Wolverine can't do anything to Magneto without him just forcing him to not move. <laughs> I, he has the one line, and I'm kind of blanking on it right now, but he like puts his hand up and he's like, your body wouldn't be made of like is that, that precious metal, would it? Yeah. He <laughs> shoots him back. That was kind of cool. But, like, how is Wolverine even a threat if you have Magneto as the main villain? Like, you can't have them in any scenes together because there's no way Wolverine's winning that fight. Yeah. Because Magneto can just take him out with, like, with a thought. 
Uh-huh. Which is not a like that's not a criticism of the movie. That's not why I don't. That's like just it. the characters that's themselves. Just, that's just how they are. It was a cool <laughs> scene right there. Totally having him shoot out of the train, and I don't know. But what better villain to hero relationship than the villain being extremely overpowering compared to the hero, and then the hero having to to find a way around it. So that's true. And yeah, I really think that dynamic shows how. Um, Magneto still has a heart to him because he could rip Wolverine oh, yeah. apart with a snap. You see him doesn't. bending the, yeah. the, the claws yeah. all the time, and, and you're, you're cringing. like, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> well, that's one of the things that I do like about this movie because I think for what he's trying to do and for what Magneto's been through, I think his motivations are totally spelled out. Mm-hmm. For most of this movie, at the end, I was a little confused. Yeah, the about first him just half turning everyone into mutants, but his war with them and his arguments with Charles on his like, wait, hey, listen, we can't ever live with these people. I've been through segregation and prejudice in my life. There's no way this is going to work with anyone. So, him having this brotherhood of mutants totally makes sense, and I like. Like him and Charles Xavier, which we I do want to talk about, not only for this movie, but for potential upcoming movies. Um, but their relationship is really good. The ending scene where they're playing chess is awesome. A little bit of trivia there. Neither of them knew how to play chess. They had to be taught how to play chess <laughs> in order for this movie. And they're both like, probably in this movie, they're both 60, 60s, I think. Heck, I got no idea how to play chess. What? But I've never Whoa, played chess. Listen, yeah. those guys are very aged compared to you. So it <laughs> makes British. it a little bit... Also <laughs> British. Right. So it's like, how do you guys not know how to play chess? Come on, man. Is that, that's like a British national sport right there. It's chess. It's got to be, right? I don't know. I watched that Queen's Gambit. I'm, she, wasn't she British? No, she was American. Or I, I forget. I forget. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. But I love... Oh, to, to go back to... Um, um, Charles, I keep wanting to say Ian and Patrick, <laughs> Charles and, and yeah. Magneto, um, they, they're, they're dynamic too. Yes. It's, it's brilliant. Uh, he's got the, he's got the helmet, so Charles can't read his mind. Yep. So there's that dynamic again. And they both have their, their own motives that are similar in base. They both want rights for mutants. They both want yes. the mutants to do what they want to do, to have free will to do whatever they want. But... Charles wants to go a bit more um, democratically in in some spots and also in secret in other spots. Mm. So he's going to do it no matter what. But I guess both of them are going to do it no matter what. They're both going to fight for their freedom. But Charles is going to do it more in secret. And um, Magneto is going to do it more in uh, more outwardly and more as a big show and, you know, with a bunch of uh, he's going to force people to believe what they believe. Which. Again, totally makes sense. And it totally is an echo. Like, the last scene totally spells out their conflict for the rest of the movies. Magneto goes, you know this plastic prison of yours won't hold me forever. The world is still coming, Charles. And I intend to fight it by any means. And Charles Xavier says, and I will always be there, old friend. That last scene, I will say, in a movie where I didn't really enjoy that much, the last scene in the plastic prison Mm -hmm. is pretty epic. I don't know. Yeah, all the scenes you highlight, Ben, that you don't enjoy, I, I mostly agree with you and all the aspects. But like, like I said, the 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 main core, the three performances, they just elevate this movie for me, and I just enjoy watching them on screen. And any more of Hugh Jackman or Patrick oh, Stewart yeah. or Ian McKellen, I just I'll eat it up. 
Well, it gets better. It totally gets better as the mm. movies go on. For those three, I'll say that. But I don't know. It's 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 everything that surrounds it. I think for me, so it might take a dip in our when we put in it. We put it in our rating, but I don't know. It's just me. I'm glad you guys liked it, though. <laughs> I'm really glad you guys liked it. Can we talk about the sets and costumes? Because I yes. really and and the yes, special effects, things like that. Man, uh, to go back to the plastic prison, that is an awesome idea yes. to hold Magneto in. It's it's the the perfect Magneto chamber right there, and it sets up the the escape. You know he's gonna escape yes. somehow, and uh, of course if you've seen the movies, you know how he goes. But um, yeah, there's there's that whole thing, and then there's the um, the the brainatorium. I forget what it's called. Cerebro. <laughs> the Cerebro. Yes. Yeah, Cerebro is an amazingly. Uh, Circle, <laughs> sphere, the whole school. I'll talk about the whole school. Yes, the the yeah, school they used. Uh, cool. They used an actual school. I'm. I'm pretty sure. Yes. And what's the? Where did they use that before? I know I've seen this before. Uh, this school. They used this school in the filming of another movie, and I can't place it where it is. But I know I saw it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally have seen it before. You guys got to look it up for me. But yes, I will say for the time in 2000. Having the final battle on the Statue of Liberty is pretty cool, which also happens in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Let's <laughs> just remember that. I totally forgot about that as I was watching. I was like, yeah, I don't think it works well with the X-Men. What, the Statue of Liberty? The Statue of Liberty being a, a, a place of final battle because none of them can fly except for Magneto, kind of. So... I don't know. Well, anything knows the best place for them. It makes for it, Magneto to put his. Well, yes, but it makes it awkward for every little person, every X man and woman to fight around the whole thing, and they don't get much to do. They kind of fly there, and then they're kind of stuck to the wall for a while, and then Wolverine goes up and basically almost kills himself with. Yeah, I guess I guess that'd be the weakest set in the in the whole. It's movie. ambitious. But I did like the, the gift shop. I thought that was cool how they yes. were <laughs> throwing people that. around and breaking the, <laughs> the shelves. And every single time, I noticed every single time Storm was thrown around, she flew into another shelf with tons of little Statue of Liberties. <laughs> Yo, they give her the worst line in this movie. Oh, oh I, had her, I have it written down. <laughs> Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? <laughs> Dude, that's the same thing that happens to everything else. <laughs> That is the dumbest line I have ever heard in my entire life, and I can't believe. I mean, I've heard people make fun of it before, but I ne like watching it in the past. It never like struck me as dumb, probably because I was younger. But watching it now, just in the final battle, and you have that line. It's one of the last lines in the movie. I'm well, like, oh, you guys that have, is bad. You guys have one guess to guess who wrote that line. Who wrote it? Josh Whedon. Actually, yes, he wrote that line. No, it was one of two jokes he wrote for the script. What was the other joke? The uh, when Wolverine's talking to Cyclops, he goes, How do I know it's you? Uh, you're a dick. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was good too. <laughs> I thought that was actually pretty good. That was a good line, but dude, that that moment is really cringy, and then the other moment that's really cringy is Hugh Jackman's uh, ad libbed line. What do they call you? Wheels? That is so bad right there because it's silent afterwards. And I laughed like, at it. I thought it was just, hilarious. I laughed at it, but it wasn't a, Logan's it wasn't little, a good laugh. Logan's little one, like, 
things point poking fun at <laughs> X-Men, the meta jokes that he's got. Like yeah. like when he's wearing the uh the he's wearing the suit and he's got it all pulled up real tight and he's like, Man, how do you guys how do you guys wear these things? And then uh Cyclops is like, What do you prefer? We wear yellow tights? That's a good <laughs> point, because yes. I was sitting there watching it, I was like, yes, I would prefer their comic book costumes no, that- to the black leather. And I know for the time it had to be that. It had to be Black Leather. It had to be. 2000. They were just jumping off of Matrix and Blade. It makes sense. (laughs) Totally. I know why they did it. The line just ages so horribly. It really does. the fact that you never see Hugh Jackman wear the Wolverine suit. You almost do. But we'll talk about that. I'm not going to spoil it. You almost do, though. Yeah, I think I remember... But and Wolverine, I'm not gonna spoil that. The but, case, um, the briefcase. Yeah, the briefcase. Yes, but I don't like it. Just it does age bad. But I get why they didn't use it in the movie. It just is like, oh, we were so close. Like the reason this movie was made is for fans of the animated series, and because X Men was a huge thing. So why wouldn't you just use the costumes? They kind of use them in First Class, mm-hmm. but it's more of a muted yellow. And it's not a it, it's it doesn't pop as much, so it's like uh, yeah. I mean, you tried, but it 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 never really works. The yellow ever- yellow is really just tough for costumes in general yeah. because if it gets dirty between takes, then it's tough, and that, that's just a logistical thing. I I feel they they probably changed it to that black so that they can have that consistency and um, just ease for costumes. I heard they were really, really tight for like the first two weeks of filming and they couldn't like do anything with them. He was like, this is the opposite feeling of being a superhero. I think Cyclops actor uh, said that. I'm John Marston. His name. John Marston, yes. Who, I, have we seen him in anything else? His face looked familiar. But Sonic. I I, He's in the new Sonic I movie. I have seen that movie. He was in Hop. <laughs> I haven't seen that He one was either. in Enchanted. I have seen that. Okay. He was there in, we go. He was in The Notebook <laughs> too, right? the male lead in Enchanted. Of all yeah. the movies, uh, one of the two. Right, one he of the was two. also in Hairspray. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he was. Um, I've never even heard of that movie before. Super, Hairspray, the musical. Superman Returns. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't seen that. You've seen Hairspray? No, 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 no. Uh, Hairspray or Superman Returns? What? Mm-mm. Man, you gotta watch the movies. All right, <laughs> wait, hold on. The first, the more I hear about Joss Whedon, though, like he directed the first two Avengers movies. I will always defend Age of Ultron, but. Everything else seems horrible that he was ever involved in. Like, is this does this dude know like how to make things right, or like why does he write the worst stuff? <laughs> Clearly, he knows how to do things because he got into such a powerful position, and apparently they thought he'd be a good uh, sub for for Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> They just should have kept it how it was, man. He must be a good salesman. <laughs> Maybe. I don't well, know. I mean, his, uh, his success, we'll, we'll go back to last week with Blade. He uh, he did the Buffy the Vampire series. That's, tr- so yeah, he, that's true. He, he did he the pilot that. for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a great pilot. <laughs> well, all right. How do we feel about how do we feel about the villains of this movie? I think we have Mystique. We have the side villains. Toad. We have Sabretooth. I think that's it, though. Sabretooth has, like, three lines, and half of them are, like, scream for me, or whatever. He says to Storm, and then then later on he says, you still owe me a scream. He was, his comic book character I've heard is epic. He does not, he's not used at all. Yeah, I felt he had a lot of potential. Uh, But Toad, I believe, did not at all. I hated Toad. (laughs) Played by Darth Maul, Ray Park. 
but he was horrible. Oh <laughs> man, I hate so Toad. Mystique felt, made me feel gross. <laughs> yeah, he was disgusting. Mystique has no lines. She's also nude. Why would they do that in this movie? I am very confused about because she has a costume in the comics. She has a white dress, skirt, something or whatever. They just made her and and it sounds like needlessly because it sounded like her. I thought I read that her makeup took like ninety nine hours to put I believe on, it. which. I mean, yeah, it's full. I think it's full body. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a suit, right? That's full body. So it's like one thing I do wonder though: is she actually nude? That I don't know that question for a fact. If not, pretty dang close. I, I'm <laughs> like, why would they do that? Why? Why would you give her that costume? She, she can't be never, nude because it's, it's like PG thirteen. Well, yeah, but it? they have their they have the like what is it scales? I don't yeah, even yeah. know. It's very minimal around the, yeah. the parts it needs to I was never <laughs> allowed to, to watch up. these movies as a kid because uh, up until I was like 15, because my parents were yeah, like, my, my no, <laughs> this, she's literally nude right there. And I was like, I can't even fault you guys for that one. Like, that is weird. Why would you do yeah. that? So maybe I'm just, maybe this is a little childhood anger built up in me because I never got to watch these movies when I was really young. And then I went over to my friend's yeah, house. Ben was so I, upset he couldn't I, see Mystique nude. Well, I went. I went. So I went over to my buddy's house, and then we just watched all the movies without my parents knowing. But Ooh. and he went home and uh, hey, repented, mom repented <laughs> I, right, right next to my bed. <laughs> I did that yeah, same thing me. with. Uh, <laughs> no, my dad wouldn't let me watch the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Oh. I never knew why, so I watched it. And then I was like, I just knew <laughs> that he didn't like that I watched it. So I felt so guilty about watching. I'm like, Dad, I, I watched it. I don't know why you don't like Jabba the Hutt so much, but I'm sorry. <laughs> My dad turned that movie on when we were like 12 and Mom came in. And we were well, like, the whole family was watching it. And she was like, what, what is this? What, what, is, what is this? And he goes, it's Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars wins. When it, comes, when it comes to that kind of stuff, Star Wars wins above all. But when um, I was little, I didn't even, like, I didn't even pay attention to that stuff. It just went right over my head. I was like, "Oh, lady." That's the funny <laughs> well, thing. It depends it? on when you watch it, because yeah. if you watch it at a certain age, it might trigger something for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now we know what happened to Ben. I'm not speaking. <laughs> so, so th- is this uh, to go back to to Mystique? Is this the only movie where they have her playing it? Because after this is Jennifer Lawrence. She plays. I think it this in, whole trilogy yes. is this actor. Yes, okay. and then Jennifer Lawrence plays her in the rest of them all, or the other four. Yeah, it looks like she plays uh, to the last stand. Yes, but so, yeah, regardless of uh, the makeup and the costume, I right. think the character as uh, effective tool in this movie is done so well. Just the ability to shape shift and change. Cool, yeah. They do a great job with Mystique. This is this is a great example of the roots being planted because yes. Mystique is one of the characters that they actually delve on and and they really uh, change her and and their, her arc is awesome because eventually yeah. she does go to Professor uh, X, which is strange. Spoilers. They they use her as it's she's a side character that doesn't have much going on in the first three. Yeah, and then she's like the main focus of the next. <laughs> Trilogy of yeah, films because Jennifer Lawrence was in Hunger Games, so they're like, "Oh, we gotta, exactly. we gotta uh, have some screen time for it because we they, paid this much for." They barely even use the. But I will say though, the CGI in this movie, pretty good. Yeah, her shape shifting still holds up. I think. Oh yeah, I mean maybe it'll be bad as years go on, but 
as of 2022, watching this movie, it still holds up. It's pretty good. The The film they recorded it on was pretty small. I can tell the quality wasn't that great. So the, there isn't much to... You can't, like, nitpick and look super close in because there just isn't that much detail in the original print anyway. Okay. So it will hold up over time. Nice. Mm. Yeah, so my, my personal favorite scenes in this movie involve Mystique. Is just the, the fight with her and Wolverine is awesome. And especially when she is Wolverine, you know, it's kind of a, yeah. a prelude to Avengers Endgame with Cap versus Cap. You know, but 20 years earlier. And and Logan. Yeah, and Logan. That yeah. Guy. Ooh. And Iron Man, uh, Iron Man three. Is that? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's done a couple. It's been done a couple times. But that was first. That was first. Yes, the first. Absolutely. That, did Batman do it before? I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, oh, Daredevil did it. Daredevil did it, <laughs> dude. Let's, let's keep it going. Uh, interesting. You know? No, but yeah, her is like a tool in this movie and to advance the plot and just being, uh, uh, Magneto's sidekick. I think works so well and. I think it's a real fun dynamic. Yes. Yeah, it really builds up the, the relationship between Magneto to eventually, uh, spoiler alert, um, to break that. And we'll, we'll get to that when that movie comes around. But I just like watching X-Men and there having to be no continuity issues because this universe is so, it's like, it's so uneven. They have Phoenix take place in 1992 and eight years later, this movie is supposed to happen. And they all still look like really young. Michael Fassbender does not look like Sir Ian McKellen no. <laughs> at all. Hot take though, I'm not gonna lie. I think Michael Fassbender is a better Magneto. I like his mm. like he is so good. There's a scene in days. Actually, no, we'll wait. We'll wait for that. Yeah, movie. yeah. We'll, we'll wait until like next year when we get to because uh, <laughs> you're actually talking about the second timeline. Yes, there are two the timelines for X Men. <laughs> yes, uh, one until what Days of Future Past is where it starts. It branches back. Yes, so does a, a Back to the Future two on us. And yeah, yep. yeah. So um, that's how they erase all continuity errors. <laughs> Let's talk about the heroes, not including Charles Xavier and Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey. We kind of talked about Rogue, so we don't really have to do her. Iceman, Bobby, Bob, oh, what's his last name? Iceman has a little role in here. Um, and then, who else? Storm? I think those. I you think that's, Rogue? The, that's the three. Yeah, we kind of already talked about yeah, Rogue. Yeah, Storm, Rogue, Cyclops, the, and Jean Grey. I don't know if these I can't remember if these characters get better over time. But we'll find out with that. But in this movie, I feel um, that Jean Grey, for what she is in this movie... I think she's the best out of the four. Yes, I, think, I agree. I think that with the screen time she has, with the amount of stuff she's given, I think I think that's the I think that's the best. Um, what would that be? Like secondary main role? Yes, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Just her performance, like really, it surprised me because I didn't really remember there being any other actor in this movie that I really enjoyed watching. But the mm -hmm. scenes that uh, Famke Jansen, I think that's her name. Uh, was in, I think she did really well, and I really liked her performance. I think Storm is such a cool character. Like, I can't wait to see her in the MCU in whatever way that's going to happen. <laughs> well, this whole movie she, is... Yeah, like she doesn't, She doesn't have anything to do. She has, like, three lines. Her most important part in this movie is, Wolverine, don't go! And that's it. I know. It, they really... They don't oh, give... Uh, don't forget... Uh, 
What do you know what happens to a, a toad? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, that's the most important one. <laughs> I forgot about by that. lightning. <laughs> I forgot about that, man. <laughs> I don't know. It. She was such a cool character. Cyclops, I know, is like the he's the leader of the team of mutants. And he gets better. I know that for sure. Does he? Yeah, they I forget. I they, they delve more into time. that um, that love triangle between Cyclops, Wolverine, and Jean Grey. They they talk okay. about that more in different movies. Okay, all right. Well, that's that's good to know. But yeah, it's they they're definitely here's Wolverine, here's Charles Xavier, and here's the rest of the X Men. They're going to be there and throw in their lines, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It is what it is. I'm not upset about it but i want more mm-hmm. and i think if you extend the runtime a little bit instead of having it be the length of i mean i guess most movies were that short back in the day but i, I think it would have benefited with more i don't screen know time. yeah i really enjoyed this runtime because i just sat down for it felt like a couple minutes yeah and i watched an entire movie and i i love that i hate i don't hate all the movies now but they really are the runtime for movies is skyrocketing. So yes. I really appreciate it just being able to it wasn't a huge commitment to sit down and watch this. It was like, all right, I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch X-Men and it just happened. Yeah, we had like three, four, five super long uh comic book movies in a row. We had Eternals, we had No Way Home, we had uh Zack Snyder, Justice League, we had Batman. Batman. We had yeah. the Batman. So like that's having, true, man. That, it gets a little exhausting. All two and a half plus hour movies, and they're awesome too. I, I I'm not saying, saying they're bad. Yeah, no, I, I'm. A lot of people ha- they they knock on the fact that long movies. What what happened to short movies? There's just a lot of story to tell, and if you if you have the story to tell, I'll say this: if you have the story to tell, I think long runtime totally worth it. Batman. There, yeah, look but, at that. There are a couple X-Men movies that we'll get to that are they, – they should be way <laughs> yeah. shorter. They, yes. <laughs> but we'll Absolutely. get to those. And I think for what this movie is, the, the hour and 45, I think we uh, – I think it does its, its job well. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It talks about what it needs to talk about. And uh, uh, Wolverine rides his motorcycle off into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cyclops' motorcycle. Yeah. Rides <laughs> Cyclops' motorcycle. <laughs> And I think he keeps that thing. Oh yeah. Also, Wolverine riding riding on a uh, a motorcycle is one of the coolest things ever. Like, also, isn't he in the comics? Isn't he supposed to be like five three? Like, yes, and he's, Hugh Jackman he, is six one or something. Yeah, he's tall. But I mean, I can't see anyone else in the role. No. What are the chances of him showing up in in Morbius next week? <laughs> <laughs> in, in Morbius. Oh, man. In Morbius, I'd say zero to it. I'll take that. Jeez. Oh, man, imagine. Listen, man, if he shows up, I will literally. Vampires, like, Wolverines, and. And Blade? And Blade, Blade will show up too. Yeah. No, he's good. We get all the classic, like. <laughs> I mean, with any of these movies we watch now, you can't help but compare it to. Right. What is this going to look like in the MCU? Because That's we true. are going to get this. Yeah, right. And I think to Ben's point is. Are they going to introduce all these characters to us in one clunk? Or should mm-hmm. they take their time like they did with the Avengers? Introduce Wolverine, introduce Cyclops. Are introduce- we ever going to see Wolverine again? Hold on. Yeah. I don't think we are. I think that Wolverine, his timeline is done. We're done with Wolverine. So you're saying... You We've have- gotten from X-Men to Logan. That is the best character arc of any... Uh, all right. <laughs> Hold on, Ben. <laughs> Introducing Wolverine and Logan... 
All right, well, we'll just we'll just say those those movies. Good. Hugh Jackman. Yes. <laughs> Logan is a great movie. I love Logan. I love his. No. Yes. Yes. I'm totally with you. Logan is one of the greatest. I'm not saying X Men movies are the best of no, all time. No. Right. 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 <laughs> so to I, compare what you're saying is of the uh, like the like X Men Logan timeline. compared to Iron Man. Yes. That's compared what I was to Iron say, Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that so we'll never see another Iron Man again, and we'll never see another Wolverine. I don't think we will. Huh. I don't know, man. Or or Captain so, America too. So we're not going to see Logan in the MCU then? Is that what you're saying? I don't think we will. That's such a mistake. I feel like it like, is. That's he is not, so iconic. He, but I think he's iconic, but I think Hugh Jackman has said this, and he's getting up there in age. But he said. <laughs> If I, if MCU was to do X Men, I would return as Wolverine. Mm. And he has posted, dude. I'm telling you, he's posted way like last year. I'll never forget this. It was on social media for a day. He posted on his Instagram story a picture of the Wolverine comic book mask, and then the next photo was him shaking hands yeah. with Kevin Feige. It was on his official Instagram, and then it got taken down. It was last year, so this would have been prime time for for mom for mom recordings or whatever. Yes, this is mom recording. <laughs> so we're calling Doctor Strange too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom. Saying, what, mom. what was that quote last week that uh, someone said about Multiverse of Madness? They said that this is going to blow No Way Home out of the water. Yeah, and wow. I think Benedict Cumberbatch the said only, that. Yeah, the thing that can do that is you have Hugh Jackman's Wolverine yes. show up in full costume. We've never seen them do that before. I think that would everyone would go insane. And then right after that, you have Deadpool showing up. I, and but I, I don't know. I don't know because uh, Logan, I right, feel exactly. is best as that Lone Ranger, that yes. man by himself in Logan. That is peak Wolverine right there. How do you how do you do that? How do you, how do you come you back from Wolverine that? as Hugh Jackman back in a while respecting? Logan, yeah, you know, because I mean that's such a beautiful character study on his last moments on Earth. To bring him back, it's got to be respectful, and it can't just be, uh, "Hey, I'm Wolverine. I'm here for the final fight." Yeah, I think they can do it though, because of how they handled No Way Home. They took those two characters and not only respected their previous movies, but added on. To their characters, especially Andrew Garfield, in the most respectful way, I think. So I, Where I pray and hope that in the timeline that though? Hugh Jackman gets to. But, uh, where would they take Wolverine from the timeline? Would they take it from? The, would they take the it from thing. the B timeline? Would they take it from the Logan timeline? Would they take it from somewhere in between? I'm thinking mm -hmm. it would be this timeline, the timeline we've never seen, the one where Logan regularly wears his suit. Part of the X Men team, so not in the Logan X Men. No, universe. I'm it's thinking completely if different. they're bringing the actor back, it's going to be for it'd the be team. the MCU timeline. It'll be six one six. No, it won't be six one six. It'll be a brand new time. We got, got the multiverse open. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. They could bring him from anywhere. Like even the talks of uh, them rebooting Daredevil. Charlie Cox is playing the role, yeah. but they're saying it's a reboot it's now. Not it's not going to be version. a continuation of what it was. So just because the actor's the same doesn't mm -hmm. mean it has to be the same continuity. What if they do another thing like um, what they did with, what was his name, Quicksilver? Yeah. In yeah. WandaVision? Uh -huh. Pedro. What if the, yeah, Pedro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he can't Ralph Boner Wolverine. Please and I mean, no. we can we <laughs> talk about those guys while we're talking about uh, X-Men. Yeah. You know, yeah the the we, band we, of evil mutants. 
the Brotherhood of Evil. Yeah, the Brotherhood. Uh, that's what it is. Evil mutants. Yeah, evil mutants. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the Wanda and Quicksilver are part of that in the comics. That is true. So, dude, if you could get a scene of just a whole comic book panel, different. You, I, I, I like what you're saying though. The different universe. You get a whole scene of like everyone who's ever played any X Men character before, in their comic book outfits. That's the thing with this movie with Mom. You can do anything. You can literally have a universe showing with all these actors. They 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 delayed the movie so they could film more cameos. They, could, they literally yeah. cited that as the reason so that we could have more people appear. Is this going to be as high build as Endgame with the amount of people in it? I think with the amount of people in it, yes. I think for stakes and uh, general hype, no. Because mm. yeah, I'm hyped for Doctor Strange. But I don't think I'll ever be hyped for a movie more than I was for how, Endgame. Uh, how would we? How has nothing been spoiled though? We had all three. We had we had Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire spoiled right. months before, and both and those we trailers. All, and, and they were still like, eh, well, I don't know. Right. But this one, how how would they go this mm. long without having a peep out of anything? That's hey, true, the, I'll bring up Mando season two. You have Ahsoka show up earlier in the season, and there were rumors that that was leaked on purpose. This came out later, far later. That. They leaked that on purpose just to hide the Luke reveal at the end of the season. Oh. So it's like So we could get something like that. It's like they I don't think they would have done the Andrew stuff and Toby stuff on purpose, but they definitely did lean into it later in the advertising. Interesting. Everything. Whoa. So who knows what well, I mean still got a couple months until we could say right? Toby Toby could be in multiverse of madness. I think he is. I'm not gonna lie. Sam Raimi's. I've heard a it. lot of rumors that he is in the movie. Well, that, so so to go back to X Men yes. and its <laughs> yes. implications on future, um, future future Marvel, we've got Patrick Stewart. He's in the movie confirmed. He's in the movie confirmed. We've got. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Campbell playing uh, Mysterio Man. <laughs> that would be a deep, deep fan cut. Oh man, um, that would be too. So good. yeah, we've got we've got confirmed Patrick Stewart. Is it the same Patrick Stewart? We don't know. What do we think though? Is it gonna be? Is this Patrick Stewart an X Men guy? He totally made it out. Well, no, it couldn't be. Because he die doesn't he die in Logan? Yes. He dies in Logan. So this would have to be a separate. This is the branch timeline. It's a timeline we've never seen. Yeah. This has like, to be a completely this, new timeline. The way No Way Home worked out yeah. is, like, I like to view it as we were told these stories just so we would have background on for when these random Spider-Men show mm. up in this movie, there's context to it. Yeah. But in No Way, or in uh, Multiverse of Madness, we're not going to have that context. We're not going to know this Patrick okay. Stewart or this Logan. Because it was all by chance. The spell just happened to bring Tobey Maguire and Andrew in. Right, yeah. And we just happened to have seen those movies. It's shaping up to be a pretty insane Yeah, movie. We'll, we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll see how many of these X-Men movies we can fit in before I, Multiverse I'm, of Madness. I'm but wondering if we can fit in Fantastic Four. I think... Uh, let me let me check the, the schedule. But yeah, we can... They have a high chance of appearing in this movie too. And that would be really We've cool. got a lot of movies between then and now. Um, Iron Man is in June. Is that 
And that's not even coupled with and that's how, not with how many Morbius, breaks we that's need not, to take. Yeah, that's not with Kenobi. That's not with Interesting. all those shows. That'll probably run separate, though. What did you mean to say? You said Iron Man. But yeah. Yeah, Iron Man is in June for us. Yeah. If oh, we were to okay. go every single week. Yes. I was thinking about this because we're watching these movies now. And when we get to the MCU, like we're ranking these movies. A lot of the MCU movies are just going to blow ahead of these movies for me. Like... Comparing X-Men and even Blade to, like, an Iron Man or a Captain America or a Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, those movies are oh, just... Oh, Guardian... That's why I'm... That's why I'm, I'm keeping the scores a bit right, lower. Right, right. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's like, fair. Like, with Blade, you guys were saying, oh, seven. It's a seven. But, I, like, for me... You... No, I... Blade for me, like, though, Dark really World is almost a seven. So, like... <laughs> oh, oh, or, whoa. from what I remember. Whoa. Uh, Winter Soldier. <laughs> I'll say that's around a seven. Are you no? kidding, dude? Whoa, <laughs> that was our guess. I'm picking. No, that, I'm going right. to have to cut this off right there because that was almost a, the that, worst take. That was disrespectful that was, to was the, that the Winter worst Soldier. Take? You meant to say something else, right? You did. You, 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 meant totally, to say, you totally did. No, no, no. We can't get into this. You want to say Woo. Thor one, right? <laughs> I'm a fan of Thor, actually. But we'll. Maybe maybe it'll be different when I rewatch it, dude. That's like the greatest. It's like top five, totally for me. I'll I have to rewatch it. It's been years. Yeah, it's okay. I haven't all seen right. it since theaters, probably. Oh wow. Okay. Well. Yeah. All right. How did you not go out of the theaters? Going. All right. Whatever. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Let's get. Back let's to do. That. Let's do favorite scene. Yeah. Favorite scene in the movie. Do you guys have one? Because I'm still processing what my. It, it, you know what? Hold on. This is my definitely my favorite scene actually. It's the ending between Charles and uh, Magneto. That's They're good. both sitting down. They're having their conversation together. And it totally spells out the future of what's to come between them two. You got the two grits, Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen. They're sitting in a plastic prison playing chess. And their conversation, the dialogue there, it's perfect. That's comic book movie writing for me. And for me... In a movie where I generally was not impressed with what I saw upon rewatch, that definitely holds up mm. for me. And yeah. I, I like Hugh Jackman and Wolverine and everything. He's got great scenes in this movie. But that one takes the cake for me. That scene tied with um, both of them on the, the walkway. Yeah, outside. yeah, in the beginning. Those have yeah. the same feel to them. That's and great I love those. Scene. You have uh, Ian McKellen, Magneto's face. The super close-up shots. Yeah. Those are awesome. That was really I good. love the modern filmmaking that they take with this. You, you see in, in Blade, they try to they try to do the really close-up shots and, and the modern cinematography, but it doesn't really quite work yeah. in Blade. But in X-Men, they I don't know who the cinematographer is for X-Men, but I think they do an amazing job with that. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I, I love the cinematography in this. Uh, Ethan, do you know what your, what your favorite scene is? I I'm still trying to think of mine. Yeah, I like, I of course like the Logan Mystique fight, but I think my favorite scene is in the Statue of Liberty. I don't know what, uh, I love it when Magneto has them all strapped to the walls. Yeah. And you have Logan pinned with his hands through his chest, and he has to, uh, uh, you know, have his claws Literally, through his chest, yeah. and he has to rip it out of him, cutting up the wall. And then you have Jean Grey, she has to lift the glasses over to um, Cyclops. And he has to, she's like, open your eyes. You know, I just love the the teamwork coming together and the dynamic that you mm. get with that. That just clicked for me right there. I was like, how are the how are the glasses floating? How are they? I was like, oh, boy, yeah, Gene. <laughs> <Duh. She's got laughs> also, though, I will say, and I commented this when I saw it, if you rewatch that scene, 
she goes, open your eyes. And the angle with which he, like, it goes towards, it totally it's does not angled. make sense. The yeah. way she has the glasses angled. I don't know, That's man. how it is. It looks His weird. eyes open up. It hits the glasses like this. And then <laughs> I projects. totally was like, dude, the angle there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it just looked weird to me. The CGI, I have commented on that. Most of Cyclops' laser beams are not the greatest, mm, especially yeah. at the start. His laser vision is a little whack. It gets better, though. Yeah. So that doesn't that doesn't do it for me. Do you have your favorite scene, Michael? My that? favorite scene, uh, I already talked about it, but the one on the train. I really okay, like yeah. that. I re- yeah. I, I, I'm sticking by that that connection that Rogue and, and Wolverine have. That I think that was one of the well, most well-written dialogues between the characters. That's true. Between those two specifically, and uh, really shows the the heart that Wolver- that Logan has, and you see that come back again in Logan, that that connection with the the kid. A lot of heart. A lot in of that heart. Conversation. Yeah. Do we have a least favorite scene in this movie? Anything with Toad. I think <laughs> no, that's good. But mine is Senator Kelly when he is on that table. Oh, he's yeah. leaking, and he's leaking, and I think it's sad. It totally is because he's like, stay I with me. I don't want to be alone. Good. And then, but the worst part for me is when he, like, I don't even know what you'd call that. Like, like, expands. Expands into water. The noises that happen there is so, it gave me the same feeling of watching that big blob monster in Blade. I think think it did what it was trying to do, though. It did, but it was, that was my least favorite. I don't have, like, a scene where I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so bad. For me, it made me cringe because of what happened. That, Mm. that's what it was for me. I don't know. I'd say the worst fight is the train fight, the train um, mm. station. Not the train. I like the train, but when they're in the train station and it's Toad and Sabretooth, I think that that whole thing. Okay. Like Sabretooth walks up to the dude, uh, to, to Storm, <laughs> and then just boom, yep. smacks her. And then I, I just didn't like Scream it too much. for me. Scream for me. And then knocks off Cyclops. You you don't think that Cyclops has some sort of way to protect him, his eyes, besides just knocking off the glasses? That's like your whole deal, man. Yeah. Make sure that thing's secure. You should get, like, some contacts. Yeah. Yeah, Or or just get, like, the elastic strap along the back. (laughs) The the athletic strap? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hold on. Doesn't he wear freaking, uh, like, Radi- like they're like aviators. They're like yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in in X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh yeah, he wears aviators. Doesn't later. he wear aviators? So why yeah. does he need this whole machine? No, it's because he has to take the glasses off. With the machine, he clicks the button, it opens up, and he can shoot lasers. Yeah, and he can. Oh, it's like a okay. dial. It's got a pinpoint. Gosh, so yeah. they're more tactical. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. That makes the sense. glasses. It's just he open. He takes it up. It shoots wherever it goes. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. But do you see more glasses in this movie too. Yeah, 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 he does have a couple. Oh, yeah, he does have a couple visors. Oh, you know, he's I got just... a he's got a, a a weaponized visor. He's got just a normal uh, glasses where you can see the side of his yes face. You there. know what? I'm just stupid. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a least favorite scene? Either? Yeah, that, that opening scene with Rogue, uh, her and that dude oh. in the room. Oh, I, I forgot yeah, about that. I, scene. That scene is so I bad. Too. I had to watch it twice too because I. I, I t- <laughs> I, I watched it. I watched it first. I, I, had, I have a Blu-ray copy. No way. So I was watching it on the Blu-ray, and I was like, "Oh man, this film! Like, just the quality of the film, the actual visual of it, yeah, looks like trash." Yeah. So no. I, I I pulled up the Disney I Plus guess, version. Yeah. I was like, "Man, they put a filter on this. It looks even worse." No way. The Disney Plus version has a red filter over the entire opening, from what I saw. 
Wow. Mm. Yeah, and it was already red enough. Because they, all oh, right, they knew. Oh, interesting. It looks bad. <laughs> it looks way <laughs> worse than Disney stuff. Plus. So um, I, I I went back to the Blu-ray, and it looks a bit better. But it's just that early 2000s. They they shot half of it on digital, half of it on film. and yeah, right. Like those those big VHS <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah. If you've seen those before, it's a digital HD VHS. Oh, tape. yeah. That's what oh, they yeah. did with uh, Revenge of the Sith, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I am not going out on a limb here and saying our favorite character is all Wolverine. Uh, right? yeah. Duh. Uh, I really like Patrick Stewart. Second. He's your favorite? Um, Second favorite for me is... I would just be different, yeah. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart's my favorite in this movie. Okay. All right. We'll put some over uh, Logan for you. Just his dialogue with mm-hmm. Ian McKellen and just his uh, grandfather attitude. All right. All right. And the running of the school, I think, is really fun. That's yeah. fair. I think he was a perfect character until until he's knocked out. Right, because then he doesn't. Like, do why anything. not check those things before you? I, I know it's not something you check, but the right, coolant. Come right. on. Oh, and and why does the coolant affect this? <laughs> when you have a person who can shape shift into anyone, you better be pretty paranoid. All right. Oh yeah. I like Walt, I like Logan. He figures it out. There's just one problem. You're not part of the team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that is that's a pretty boss move. Oh, and then when 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 he slices the the claws of Mystique, yeah, yeah. and it, it just cuts right through. Yeah, and I do think like, I ah! wanted to talk about this earlier, yeah. but uh, the the scene with Magneto and all the cop cars, and then you have oh yes, that yeah. scene's okay. awesome. All right, all right, all right. And you have uh, Professor Xavier pull up with Jean Grey, and he takes control of. Uh, Sabretooth. Sabretooth and Toad. I think that is just an awesome mm. showcase of his powers. Okay. And his powers are just so cool, too. That's why He could be cool. overpowered if he wants to. Like, he could be, just as Magneto is, mm. he could take over the world could just like Dr- Magneto could. Like Druig yeah. from uh, Eternals. Right, the, yeah. Almost the same character, except I think Professor X is a little bit more powerful. Yeah. Um, but, and, and we see how dangerous his powers could be in Logan, yes. too. But we'll get to that in like oh, four years. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Am I missing anything be- before we get into the very controversial point of the podcast where we put this on the list? Oof. Are, we are, we missing, are we missing anything? Uh, Do you want to talk about anything else? I think I think I don't know, the, that's the scene where uh, Logan's on the the point of the hat and he does the with his claws. He does the oh, that was my favorite oh. part. I wrote that. That was so sick. I listened to some guys critique the physics of it, but I don't care. Who I care. I think it no. looks so no. cool. That is the, sick. The, no. the I wrote 60s. that down. I had like, to pause it. I was like, all right, hold on. <laughs> I gotta write this down. Because the claw, it doesn't make any sense how his claws latch on there and he's able to spin 360. <laughs> We're CGI in the whole movie too. Like that was so But it's bad. so epic, I, man. Like he hops off and he's just like, you know, classic Wolverine yeah, pose yeah. with his claws out. Yeah. I just I, it it looks terrible and the that, logistic of it is terrible but I but I love it anyway. You you know that was one of those scenes where they're like, should we cut it? Should we cut it? It just doesn't look good, but but it's so epic. You <laughs> know? Josh Josh Whedon walked in the room and like, ah, oh, keep Put that in, in there. Keep Go. that in there. <laughs> We got an extra had 20 seconds to spare. <laughs> that, oh, that. I loved it. <laughs> I won't say anything against it. Um, <laughs> is this, is Brian Singer's X-Men, made in 2000, out July 14th, is it better than Blade? Because I'm not going on a limb here and saying that it's better than Howard the Duck. It's I better hope, than Howard the Duck. I hope not. All right. 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> Micah, go ahead and defend Howard Duck. I'm right, kidding. Right, right, kidding. Right, right. Is it better than Blade? I say no. Really? I say we put this under Blade. How, is, like Blade, how is Blade better? Let's hear it. Action, number one. Blade's definitely better. I think Blade as a character, I think you no one in no one in X-Men is as cool as Wesley Snipes Blade. He totally sells that whole movie and the world building of X-Men is good. World building in Blade is better. Just the whole thing about how they're a splinter group trying to fight vampires. In this it's more of two things and they are really different movies. But Blade is a more focused story and you can engage with the characters. With this, it's all over the place. And it doesn't, for me, it just doesn't work as well as a singular story. That's the thing. You're telling an ensemble story here versus a, a film focused on one particular character. I just think Blade pulls that off rather than the ensemble one. So for me, I give X-Men like... I give X-Men a 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10? A 6 out of 10 for me. Mm. Really? Yes. A full point lower than Blade, yes. A full point lower than Blade. I don't like using decimals. I think we're going to have to eventually because we have so I many use movies. The, yeah, sometimes I use the half, but I think X-Men, the first one, is a 6 out of 10. I was debating between 5 and 6, but I think mm. our conversation here has bumped it up to a 6 mm. for me. That's just me, though. I to me, to me, Blade. this movie is better than Blade. It just oh, yeah. is. The ensemble cast just makes it better. The performances, sure, in Blade you have Blade. He's dope. He's cool. But I mean, this one you got Logan, you got Magneto, you got Professor X. Then you got all these other characters with awesome potential, but they don't really live up to it in this movie. Mm -hmm. But I think everything else works. I think the world building is great in this movie. I think the the School of Gifted Students is great. I think establishing what mutants are and the dynamic they have with people and how people want them exposed. They think they should be registered. They think we have to control these mutants, which these mutants are totally not controllable. I think all that works awesome. And I mean, sure, the action isn't as cool as it is in Blade, but I don't think you can just look at something and say, I mean, this character is not as cool as this character, so therefore this character is better. Or this movie is better. I don't think that works. I think this works better as a movie. And just the, what it sets up for the future also. Yeah, We'll, we'll be able to better compare Logan and Blade in yes. next week with Blade 2. There we go. Uh, yep. And then with Blade 3 too. Uh, 3 as well. Yes. Uh, but uh, personally, I for, for me, Blade was just an opening fight scene, an end fight scene, and then that guy, I forgot his name, the older guy. Whistler. Whistler. Uh, Chris Christopherson. And then there are, you know, some cooler moments with Blade. There's the cringy vampire dude who has some cool um, motives. But overall, he's kind of just weird. You know, he's not a likable... Mm. Or he, he has a lot more cringy scenes. I'll just say that. And for me, I think that's what bumps down Blade for me. So... Um, Personally, I'd give my score for X Men. Yeah, I'm gonna say seven point two. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy with a seven point two. I was gonna say my score is seven point one. I 7 .1. think it is better than Blade, and I put Blade at seven. But well, I think yeah, what Micah was saying is, yeah, sure, Blade's cool, but he's kind of just doing things and stuff is happening. He's like I like that movie. I was so surprised with this last week, but I just think this as a movie is a lot more enjoyable. 
to sit yeah. down and watch. Blade has good um, world building. There is world building there, but we don't know where it goes yet. Maybe watching Blade 2 and 3 will boost our score of the original Blade. Hmm. But at this point, with just Blade by itself, if Blade were if Blade were the only Blade movie to come out, standalone, then because we like movies based on the context, right? Endgame, we wouldn't like Endgame if it was by itself. We wouldn't like Infinity War if it was by itself. With Blade, we'll see how that fits into the uh, trilogy. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll we'll come back to that Blade score. But um, for me personally, I think X Men does a better job of basing the roots of this franchise of the X-Men franchise than Blade does with the Blade franchise. Well, that's a, that's the beauty of having three guys here because it's 2v1, we put Blade, we put X-Men above Blade. So mm-hmm. I, what do we have? X-Men, Blade, Howard the Duck right now. Yes. Well, uh, so far our scores don't show that. Our, our average uh, with your 6 puts us at a 6.7.2 below really? Blade. So the the score I'm not telling you all score. Yeah, I'm not telling you to boost your score just because well, we want to put it over, but I think our individual scores shouldn't affect where we put it on the list. Okay, then unless, we'll make a separate list then. Unless but I think that works is what he's saying. Okay. Our rating of the movie should depend. Yeah, our our rating of the but movie. But then wouldn't. I but then I could just say, well, I don't want that there on the list, so I'm just going to lower my score. You could do that. You could be like an IMDb reviewer and review <laughs> a movie. Yeah, yeah I just wouldn't make do a couple that. more accounts and then <laughs> So yeah, maybe we should just do our scores first and then put it in put it in and then see where it goes. Okay. All right. All right. That makes sense. So yeah, um, with with Ben's score as a 6, my score is a 7.2 and Ethan's score is a 7.1. That gives us a uh, score of 6.7, almost 6.8. 6.7, okay. For, uh, for Blade, our score was 6.9. Okay, Okay. so it's 0.2 lower than Blade. Yeah, all right. If we round up, then yeah. So Ben, like ben got his way. It's like one and a half. Ben got I will way. say, I didn't know we were doing it this way, so it's not just because of that. But I don't know, I just, I liked Blade, I, I liked Blade more than X-Men. Mm. But... Next week, we have Blade 2. Are we doing Blade 2 or are we doing Morbius? Well, oh, okay. Thank you, Micah. Next week, we are doing Morbius. That film comes out, and it's going to be really interesting. Do we see Spider-Man in that movie? A Spider-Man? Who knows? We know we're getting Vulture. Or as Micah predicted, do we see Hugh Jackman's Wolverine? Yeah, do, do we, we see Hugh <laughs> Jackman's Wolverine? <laughs> and credit scene, we that never would, know. And that would be something. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be out next week. Um, so look forward to that. Otherwise, Stanley does make an appearance in this film. Yes, First he does. one out of the three. So wait, I didn't see him. Where was he at? He was in the beach scene where the Senator Kelly walks oh, out. Oh, I dude. missed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll have to watch out for that. Stanley does make an appearance. Maybe maybe we should put maybe maybe I'll average it out because X Men because uh, Stanley makes an appearance in this movie. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say maybe, that's better than Blade. Though. Maybe it should be, maybe it should be better than Blade. Um, <laughs> hey, you why don't you give score? it a six point? Yeah, what's what? what last what, week, last week, Ethan changed his score. Six point uh, two. Howard. What's six point two? Six point two. See what see what that does. That'll give it a six point eight. Six point five. Six point five. Yeah, you were you were favoring the, the <laughs> point fives. Six point nine three. That's oh, perfect. That's what we'll point, do. That zero point, point three three three. That's repeating. That's what we'll do. Awesome. Three hundredths. Then it's 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 better by just that much. What's uh, Howard the Duck's average score? Howard the Duck's is at a four point one okay. six repeating. Okay, all right, that's good. All right, then I think I think that does it, gentlemen. This I has been an excellent it. discussion. 
Um, stay tuned. Subscribe to the YouTube if you're on there. Make Follow sure you us. rate on Spotify. Yes. They have a rating now. For, exactly. You can rate us five out of five if you enjoy us. Or uh, you don't have to worry about the other four stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, we certainly appreciate you guys coming on here and watching this long. Uh, for now, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Wenslaw. This is Mike Hat. Signing off. We all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.